Welcome to Total Glory Podcast. This anointed message will change your life and equip you with revelation knowledge to experience the glory of God. Now, here is Pastor Ernest. We want to begin to share on secrets of supernatural protection. Secrets of supernatural protection. In these troubling times, when the whole world is facing the coronavirus pandemic, I believe that we need to understand what God says about his protection for us and our part in believing. How should we respond? It's very important. Amen? Once you know what God says about something and what God says to do, then you know what to do by grace. And so, we want to focus on Psalm 91, verse 1 and verse 2. We are specifically discussing divine protection in the secret place. Come on, say divine protection in the secret place. Divine protection in the secret place. Amen. Just today, I had to pray for someone for almost 40 minutes. Pray with her, pray for her, and help her to believe. You know, and that precious person thought, oh, I think I have it. <laughs> All the signs are showing. And by the word of God, I made that person to understand. And oh, you don't have it, you can't have it. You say, oh, you're trying to use your faith to put her in trouble? <laughs> the fact is that the person had gone for voluntary testing. And they said, have you traveled recently? Have you traveled and gone and come back? She said, no. They said, have you come into contact with any person who have it through our contact tracing activity? She said, no. Then they said, we won't test you. Hello? In other words, even if you go and you believe so much in science to be tested, they may not be able to help you that much. It's all right to protect ourselves in the natural, but our focus this season as believers, as Christians, spirit-filled Christians, should be on the Lord. Should be on the Lord. Because we are a people of faith and we believe that everything that is around us in the natural world originates from the spiritual world. Or the spiritual world has something to do with what we see in the natural. Do you believe that? So whilst we observe all the sanitation and social distancing protocols, your faith should not be in that. Of course, in this kingdom of God, nothing should replace your faith. Your faith should always be in the Lord. Amen. And by prayer and by the anointing, I was able to help this person. Whilst I was praying for this person on phone, the spirit of fear began to manifest. And I mean, I was hearing strange noises on the other side. And the spirit of fear left her. And she said, now I'm fine. Now I'm, I'm okay. Now I believe I'm healed. Praise God. Just an example for you to know that this is not a time for you 
to just do natural things and not seek the Lord. In fact, we have to help the world now. Now, only believers in Christ Jesus can help this world by interceding for the world. Do you believe that with me? Yes, we have to call upon our God. We have a true God, the creator of the heavens and the earth. And we believe he's alive and he rules and reigns in the affairs of men. We don't serve an absentee God. God is present. Amen. That's why last week we shared on Psalm 46. Right? And Psalm 46, verse 1 to 3 says, God is our ever-present help in time of trouble. That is the Holy Spirit. His Holy Spirit is ever-present in us and with us. Because we don't serve an absentee God, but the God that is ever-present. I said God is ever-present. He's ever-present in you and with you. Hallelujah. It says, therefore, we will not fear. Amen. We will not fear. Though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, <laughs> though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, Though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, it says we will not fear. What is the solution against fear in these times? Our faith and confidence in the tangible presence of God in us and with us. Yeah. Why? Because he said in verses 1 and 2, God is our ever-present help. He is our refuge. And that is in Psalm 91. He is our secret place. He is our fortress. He is our stronghold. And he is our strength. God is the strength of your life, so you shall not be afraid in Jesus' name. And that means God himself, his presence, can destroy anything that comes up against you. Hallelujah. Like Isaiah 59 verse 19 says, When the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord God will lift up a standard against the enemy. That is happening in your life right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Psalm 91, 1 to 2, our focus scripture right now. It says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in him will I trust. Watch it. He didn't just say, I will trust him. It says, in him will I trust. You are in him. Hallelujah. Come on, say, I am in Christ. I am in God. There is divine protection in the secret place. There is a secret about divine protection from God. It is 100% guaranteed that when you follow that secret and do what God tells you to do, you will have total protection. Come on, say total protection. Yeah, it is guaranteed. The Lord himself guarantees it. That is when you believe what God tells you from his word and you by grace do your part. And that is what all believers and even those are not believers that's what you have to do and that means you have to come and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ so that you can enter into him and he will come into you for a few minutes let's diagnose 
the problem so we can understand the solution. The challenge is that it's almost unthinkable to see people in this world, even most believers, focus on material things and their positions all their lives. They focus on positions in this world. They focus on material things. They are building homes, if you like, dwelling places for themselves. All the houses and all the cars we are buying and building, are they for our spirits or for our souls or for our bodies? Usually just for our bodies, for the outer soul. The point is that physically, every one of us has a place where we dwell. Every one of us has a location in life, physically, right? Your body has a place to dwell. But what about your spirit? Many people on this planet don't know where their inner man dwells. Where does your spirit dwell? What is the dwelling place of your spirit? We get to know in Psalm 91, verse 1 and 2, that he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So this is spiritual. This dwelling is spiritual. Your inner man, your spirit has a place to dwell. And that is the most important thing. And so this season, as you learn to take cover in the secret place of the Most High, no plague will touch you. No evil will come near you. Can you shout amen? Yeah, so your spirit and soul, that is your inner man constitutes your spirit and soul, dwells in God. Your spirit doesn't really live in your body. Your spirit has your body as just a domicile, a place for just basic subsistence, support, so your spirit can be here on earth, so your body and your soul can contact the physical world, intellectual world, the social world, but your spirit and soul, they dwell in God. That means they operate from the presence of God. Your spirit and your soul, your inner man, who you are on the inside, who you really are, operates from the presence of God. This is Psalm 91. And we have Psalm 90. Psalm 90 is called the prayer of Moses. But let me tell you something. Psalms 90 all the way to Psalm 100 appears to have been written by Moses, the man of God. So when you think of the prayer of Moses, it's not only Psalm 90, it also covers Psalm 91. And many other Psalms beyond Psalm 91, all the way to Psalm 100, appear to be written in the style of Moses. Now this is important for you to understand because when you understand that Psalm 91 actually begins from Psalm 90, it's amazing. Psalm 90 verse 1, what does it say? It says, Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations. Hallelujah. Who is your dwelling place? The Lord. The Lord himself. You know, we have places where we dwell in our homes, in our houses. And we want to build dream houses for ourselves. Now, I want to make it very simple for everybody to catch this. We think of clothes for our bodies, houses for our bodies, but where does your spirit dwell? If you can locate where your spirit dwells and you live there this season, and every one of us can run into that place, even if you have not been praying, even if you have lived a life that you think is not 
pleasing to the Lord. You can take a few hours and days to run into that secret place. Someone is running into that secret place in Jesus' name. When everything fails, it is a secret place. That is the real secret to protection. That no evil can touch you. It doesn't matter what is happening in the world or in your life. Your life can be safe. I decree safety upon you in Jesus' name. Supernatural protection upon you in Jesus' name. Watch it now. Lord, you have been. And when you studied, you have been. And you will ever be our dwelling place in all generations. So God himself and his presence is the place where your spirit dwells. Can you catch that? And if you will dwell in God himself, in his presence, can coronavirus kill you? No, it can't. doesn't matter what happens. It's the reason why we see in the Bible that most people are safe. They cannot die. It doesn't matter what plagues broke out in biblical times. They are called the remnant. Whether the sword came against them through wars, whether there was famine, or whether there was pestilence like we are experiencing now, those people, the remnant, they cannot die because they have been dwelling in the secret place of the Most High. From this day forward, someone is dwelling in the secret place of God's presence in Jesus' name. Come on, say, I'm dwelling in the secret place of God's presence in Jesus' name. And that place is not just your prayer room. That is just a physical place to help you to enter the real secret place. You enter into that secret place through your heart and how you dwell in his presence through prayer and in the word and in praise and worship every day. Glory to God. May the Lord open your eyes and show you how to live in that secret place in Jesus' name. And once you learn to live there, your spirit will operate from there. Your soul will operate from there. And you cannot be afraid. Glory to God. Demonstration time. I want to relay this testimony unto you of what happened to one of our dear sisters with us in Life City Church. As you are hearing this testimony, we trust that you will trust God for angelic intervention in everything that you do. One of our dear sisters was crossing the highway from Alagoshi, the Achimota Mase Highway. So he was crossing from the other side of the road. Before she crossed, she stood and obeyed the traffic instructions. But just before she crossed, she saw a motorcycle coming towards her side. Then all of a sudden in her testimony, someone held her hand, her left hand, and pulled her back. Within seconds, the motorcycle just passed in front of her. Supernatural. And everybody who was watching from behind her and ahead of her, they were all surprised. So they asked her, who pulled you back? How did you go back? She said, I don't know. All I felt was that somebody held my hand and pulled me back. Now we know that that was an angel sent from heaven to deliver her from death that day. We are saying this for you to trust in the protection of God this season. That there are angels on assignment on our lives and with our lives everywhere you go. Pastor Ennis, ministering to you, words of life. And if we dwell in God, it tells us we are not just a physical being. We are not just the body. And that also means that as you do the physical things to protect yourself, that is not the surety 
Your surety is the Lord. His word himself. So it's time for everybody to rise up. If you have to repent, you repent from your sins. Don't condemn yourself. When things are happening like this, the enemy would want you to be condemned. Be afraid because you have not lived well. You know, the enemy will bring all those things against you. Then what happens? You condemn yourself. You think you're not protected. You think God doesn't love you. But I came here to tell you this evening, God loves you so much. He loves you. He loves everyone. Whether you believe him or not, he loves you. He sent Jesus to die for you. Amen. He's just saying, come now. Come now. Run into me. Hide in me now. So God is our dwelling place in all generations. That's the secret place. His presence. God himself. In your spirit and soul dwelling in him. Now watch it. It says in all generations. You know, in our times, in our generations, in our times. Some of the nations think, oh, they are so advanced. Their civilization has so advanced. So they wouldn't even want to believe there is any God. And so much wickedness out there. But it doesn't matter to what extent you think your civilization or your generation is advanced and developed. The Bible says, God himself and his presence is the actual dwelling place, the hiding place for all people that come into this life in all generations. In how many generations? In all generations. So when we have people who don't believe in God, but you see, if you don't believe in the true God who created the heavens and the earth, you believe in something else. You will believe in something else. Why is it so? Because... God made us in such a way that we could not depend on ourselves and thrive. Are you catching it? Yeah. God made you in such a way that you were supposed to depend on a source higher than you and beyond you. That's why it says, he that dwells in the secret place of the most high. Your security is to look to the rock higher than you. That's where your security is. The help of man is not in man. The help of mankind is not found in mankind. It's found in God. The most high God. But you know many in this world, as we know, things that the Bible says, they are abominations before the Lord. And that's what people are just into, you know, lesbianism, gay and all these things. They don't believe God's word because if you believe God's word, you won't attempt to do those things. And even in some of our churches, not all, people are abandoning spirituality, knowing God. We just want to go to church for our own needs. It's fine. But it's time to really live in the secret place. It's time to really seek to know the Lord. May you seek to know the Lord in Jesus' name. Don't let this thing discourage you. You know, Satan would want you to be discouraged. That see, God is not helping. Someone read a post to me. And you can see the person is an atheist and he's saying the Christian God is a hungry God and people are suffering and he's not minding them. He's only after offerings. Hey, but I'm thinking this guy is even expressing faith in God. You said there is no God. Why are you saying this? It's because you're afraid you're going to die or you could die. That's why now you're blaming the Christian God. But when you were doing all your wrong stuff and the wrong stuff, you didn't think there was any Christian God. The fact that you are trying to talk against the Christian God shows that you really believe that there is God somewhere. Yeah. You know, atheism is just a struggle against an inner consciousness that there is God, which they reject. 
You say, why won't God just come and help? Well, typically, it's not God who has allowed this. We have allowed it. The choices we have made have allowed it. The decisions we have made around the nations of the world, you see gays and lesbians trying to become leaders of nations. Whole masses rejecting God. Huh? And they will say, oh, if there was God, why won't he just come and do it? You mean you are the one writing laws for God. You write the laws. But if God should just come in when you are in trouble, he should just come in when you are sinning. Would you like it? If God just comes to force you and save you, would you like it? No. It would be against all the laws of the universe. The Bible says, the heaven, even the heavens, belongs to the Lord. But the earth has he given to the sons of men. So we have dominion here. We have authority here. If we choose God and dwell in his presence and hide in him, he will protect us. But if we choose something else and we oppose him, then even when he wants to help us, he may not be able to help us except we cry upon him. It's time to cry upon the Lord in Jesus' name. So if you wonder why won't God just take this thing away without we praying or Christians praying, it's because we need to use our authority. And that is what prayer to a large extent is using your authority to invite God to translate what God has already done to save us. What God has already done in Jesus Christ to help us. Using prayer to translate that onto the earth. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is the time to believe in God. This is the time if you have not been a strong Christian run to God and learn to live in a secret place. So you see, the quality of our lives and the security and safety of our lives depend on the extent to which we can live in the secret place of the Most High, in his presence. If we not do that, then all our civilization, all our generations will make decisions that will self-destruct. That's what is happening now. We don't know whether the virus is man-created, manufactured, or it's coming from the sea, whatever, whatever it is. It still has something to do with what man has done for many years. Of which the Lord has been warning us. So someone is changing, someone is repenting, someone is running to God in Jesus' name. Someone is living in the secret place in Jesus' name. We need to make the right choices. And that's why Deuteronomy chapter 30, the verse 14. The Bible says, the word is near unto you in your mouth and in your heart. And thou mayest do it. You know, this is Moses giving us a way of salvation when Jesus comes in the new covenant. This is Romans 10, 9 and 10. The word is near you. Even if you have never believed in Jesus Christ, the word is so near you. It's so close to your heart. So close to your mouth. And this is how we make choices. What we believe in our hearts and what we are saying. And very soon you'll see how it ties in with the main conditions, if you like, in Psalm 91. What we should do to really be protected. Amen. Verse 17 of Deuteronomy 30, it says, if you turn away from me, then I can't really help you. Worship other gods, I can't help you because you're choosing something else. But then verse 19, it says, look, I call heaven and earth to witness against you this day that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life. He advises us, choose life, that both 
you and your seed, your generation may live. The civilizations of the world might live. Both you and your home might live. You know it's a blessing. That's good news. Hallelujah. That in these times you can choose life. Someone is choosing life. Someone is choosing life. You can choose life. Hallelujah. And you choose life by believing, embracing what you have in him and declaring it and taking that into desperate prayer and living in his presence in the secret place. You can choose life. Come and say, I choose life. So, remember, do not use your mouth to speak as though you are sick or something is attacking you. And don't feed on the wrong information. Whatever you feed on, very soon, it will enter your soul and enter your spirit. Don't abandon your word, the Bible, and just feed on information about coronavirus. Just get to know about how to boost the immune system and the positive information. But don't just follow everything that people are putting out there. Because as I told you, today, the person I prayed for was actually saying, wow, now I have stopped because she kept on studying and following it and following it. And then, you know, it puts fear in you. And you know, fear has torment. Fear brings bondage, right? The Bible says in Hebrews 2, 14 and 15, Jesus had to become a man, put upon himself the nature of flesh and blood like us so that he, through his death on the cross, might destroy Satan who had the power of death. Watch it. He had the power of death. He used to have. Now he doesn't have it anymore. So why do people still die? Ah, you choose life. Hey, hey, you can choose life. Hallelujah. You can choose life. Amen. Do you know if you were dying, and you chose life the way God is showing you right now. You chose life by saying something of the Lord, who the Lord is to you, right? And you dwell in his presence and you pray and you pray with God's people. Do you know that you could receive a miracle and live? Do you know that? We have it many times in the Bible, right? Hezekiah chose life. He was sick unto the point of death, but he chose life. He said, remember, Lord, how I have served you, how I have walked in your ways. God didn't make him sick. God is only one bringing coronavirus. No. But God was telling him, hey, put your house and your life in order because the sickness that you have, you won't recover. In other words, why when God said, I'm going to heal you, God doesn't force healing on you. You have to call upon him. Amen. pray with you to receive Jesus as your Savior and Lord. Make this your prayer. Say after me with all your heart, Heavenly Father, thank you for giving me your Son Jesus Christ to be my life. I believe all I am without Christ died with Jesus on the cross when he shed his blood for me. I repent of my sins and my own life. I believe with all my heart that Jesus is risen from the dead and I am risen with him. Jesus, you are Lord. Come into my heart. I receive your eternal life into my spirit. I am now a new creation. In Christ Jesus, Father, I receive your Holy Spirit to 
be my helper in this new life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. We trust that you have been blessed by this message. For free downloads, visit www.lifecitych.org and follow us on social media. Life City Church, live your best.